This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Hold Carl. On. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What, what happened? happened? What happened? I haven't pressed record, have I? Oh. Hold on. Oh. Oh, Jurassic Park wearing t shirt. Swat. <laughs> <laughs> Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Knockout takes. Almunia saves. Knockout follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Hello, you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Carl. And I'm Peter. And we are three years old this week. Wow. Happy birthday, everyone. Happy birthday. Wow. And it feels it, actually. (laughs) It does feel like three years in some ways. (laughs) Yeah. In some ways. I mean, you think about it, when we first started doing this, Vladimir Ivic was the manager of the team. Uh, We've seen a few come and go since then, haven't we, in three years? And we were in lockdown, of course. We couldn't go to matches as well when we started this, I think. You and I probably went to one or two of those ones where 2,000 people were allowed in. Do you remember that? Where it was yep. nine people apart from you, you and... You were on TV for one of them, am I right in saying? I was, yeah. I can't remember who scored. It was either Dini or, I want to say, Cavaselli. I can't remember who it was, but someone scored. And, yeah, I was on TV giving it large on Sky, yeah. (laughs) That just seems like quite a long time ago now. And, and in fact, it was. It does. Yeah. It does. It doesn't doesn't seem like three years. It's, it's, It's flown by. And you think about, like, the people we've spoken to, you know, going all the way back. Um, Before, we were blessed with... Un Peter Jurassic Park wearing twat t-shirt man. Um, <laughs> that um, it was just me and you waffling, and we, you know, Marlon King, Jay Demerit, a few others. It's it's mad. It's really yeah. gone. It has gone quick, and and time time flies when you're having fun. That's what they say. Well, yeah. I did think I did think that obviously I wasn't there, but many of many of many of uh, you know our listeners. I mean, those, those forgiving people who come back just to just to check. Have they got any worse? Yes, they have. They have. But, <laughs> What was the original intention of the podcast? Why don't we find out? My name is Justin and with me is Carl. Hello. 
How are we all? And basically, we're doing this because we think there's a, a niche in the market for uh, podcasts that perhaps aren't quite as kind on the team sometimes. I think sometimes podcasts can be a little bit easygoing on players and not quite critical enough. And if you saw some of the comments I was putting all over Watford's social media last season, you'll know I'm not very kind about the team sometimes because I was scathing about them last season. <laughs> Well, My first of all, things haven't changed, have they? We, first of we've, all, we've changed, haven't we? I sound all, I sound all upbeat and yeah, excited. Yeah, I was going to say, have you changed the speed on that? I sound like Mickey Mouse or I'm helium or something. <laughs> My God. I'm just saying. It was, it was just interesting, you know, like... Well, so, that is... podcast to be tough on the team, and I was scathing about them on social media. <laughs> What's I, changed? I would be amazed to know. <laughs> Not much has changed. Nothing's changed. Nothing about them. <laughs> oh my I god! Love, I, love the, I love the unnecessary. We've kept, word, through, we've kept true to our identity. We've yeah, kept to we've it. not wavered off the path. But my god, oh, I sound no, like I don't think that's true. I think I think we've started to be scathing about absolutely anything and everyone. <laughs> we've, we've not we've not kept it to the team. Um, I mean, you know, let's face it: the, the bus lanes of Birmingham have had a, had a go at them. You know, and anything else <laughs> that will move. Or at the time, there was a mention of a particular how could I put it condition that the club had that I think Carl called. Watford flu. Always seem to have this kind of uh, last season being an exception. This incredible run up to Christmas, <laughs> and then we just fall off. Yeah. And then we find ourselves hovering around 17th position for the rest of the season and sort of scraping it, sort of. And I just hope that doesn't happen this season because we haven't got that solid foundation yet, I don't think, that we can afford to fall away at Christmas. Yeah, it's the Watford flu, isn't it? We go along, we get the odd Watford flu, and then we go. Yeah, and we just fall, we just fall off, fall off the cliff. Just out of interest, do you know the average for a team to get relegated to go straight back up? What's the average in, in time? What's the average? I honestly, I'm going to pause there. Do you remember still, Carl? What was the average in number of seasons it I, takes once the team comes back down? Question you ask and you answer. But have you been able to retain that particular yes. brain cell for three years? Of course, I have. There's no. Beer that's not my brain cells. I would say it's six years. It was indeed. I remember six years. Yeah. Six years. Who knew we'd go back up? Because you know you were both being kind of a bit. Oh God, everything's awful in re- relative terms. Because Ivic was there, and we did go back up. But obviously, we've corrected that since. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Wow. Is this, that's still the first episode, is it? That, no, that I just went in and took a couple of sections from the first from the first uh, podcast just to hear what the uh, the original intentions were. And I would suggest that is mission accomplished. <laughs> I was, to be honest, I was making that up on the fly. I don't think I'd ever written down a mission statement and stuck it on the wall. I think I hit record and went, right, you ready, Carl? Yeah. Uh, yes. No, yeah. I think there's a niche in the market to be harsh on the team. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. But well, yeah. we f- famously never and still never... I mean, I'm speaking for myself here. I mean, Peter's uh, a man of many, many talents, but never prepare for these things because you just don't know what's going to happen. No, there's no point. <laughs> I mean, there's obviously been a bit of prepping it this evening because Peter's found some clips, but I wasn't, He's expect- found some clips, yeah. I wasn't expecting them. <laughs> yeah, so. the, the, the thing is, is that I have been asked to, to, to Carl and Justin know when I drop things on them. And normally it's people like Gary who turns around and says, you, you, you're a bastard, Peter, aren't you? You don't tell them at all. I can tell that by Justin's reaction that he couldn't just say one all and do fuck all for the rest of the prediction league this year. Your impression of Gary's almost as good as the Roy Hodgson. I've got to say, it's very good. No, he's Roy Hodgson's brilliant. It, there's, there's no other. I love it. 
I'd be the only Watford fan who'd go, yay, if we brought him back for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> well, thank, Never you for, mind. thank you for that trip well, down memory lane. It, it's been three years. Yes, I, I, came on, uh, I came on board sort of towards the end of that particular season because I posted up a, a, a video on Yuan's TV, which you guys you know, plugged for me and, and threw out. And then we had a chat and... Then we were doing cartoons, and and since then it's all gone even worse. So you know, <laughs> brilliant. Now we've got dogs predicting scores with yeah. paper cups. It's great. If you it's, if you'd said to me at the beginning of all this, when we sat down in the in the gate in Northwood, Justin, that what, what we'll do, what the aim is, is to try and get a dog predicting yeah. um, <laughs> scores and. You know, being quite competitive with you, I, I would have said you're mad. Yeah, you're mental. Absolutely right. Yeah. Yes. No. Quite a lot. I mean, yeah. Lots. A lot's happened since then. Obviously, in terms of managers we've had, players we've had, the seasons we've had. Consistent thing seems to be being harsh on the team and being sarcastic. So there you go. I think that mission's been accomplished. Um, but like you say, some of the other stuff that's come in the interim, nah, never, never saw that coming, mate. Never saw it coming. But it's all been good. It's all good. Another quick quiz. This time I'm going to ask. No, I'm going to ask Carl again because Justin oh, may shit. have spied this. <laughs> In those three years, three years today, everybody, how many podcasts have been released on the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast platform in total? Oh, my God. Yeah. Is, that's including the spaces as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How many podcast episodes have been released? What do you reckon? You're going to have to go to the nearest 10, I reckon, or the nearest 100, because I wouldn't have a fucking clue. I wouldn't have a clue. I'll go. The nearest 100. That's, that's, a, that's simplifying it a little. <laughs> I'll go. Nearest 50. Oh, there's got to be two. There's, there's got to be loads. There's got to be loads. Uh, I don't know, 200. Stop me, Ed. No. Nah. That's way more than that. It's way more than that because the, the spaces are divided by two. Last year we probably did. There's probably at least fifty episodes. No, more than that, isn't there? Yeah, it's probably a, probably at least fifty episodes of spaces last year, isn't there? Just after the, after matches. I I would say we've probably. I haven't looked. I'm, I'm sort of nipped into a cast or anything, but I would say there's probably more like five hundred. I would have thought. It's no, it's 367. Is it? 367 Blimey. podcasts over three years, of course, which have 365 days. So that's basically one podcast every three days or something like yeah, that. I mean, it's, it's, it's quite that, a, yeah. it's a fair bit. It's, it's a fair it's bit. It's a long time there. sitting looking at this screen. <laughs> it's a long time <laughs> sitting at this screen. But yeah. Lots of us sitting there going, and why do they, why won't they pass it forward? Why do they keep knocking it across the back? That a lot. <laughs> Me, <at least. laughs> That's good. That's great. This is Ronnie Rosenthal speaking, and you are listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. There is um, some things to talk about because I did put this out, as always. I telegraphed that we are going to be recording this evening. And as always, the, the, the good folk of Twitter have uh, come up with some questions. I have to say, as always, there are questions about food. I don't know what it is about when I put this out. Um, they're, they're body shaming us. They're body shaming us. That's what's happening. Do you reckon? Okay, well, the only reason why. Okay. Well, we'll start with one that isn't... Uh, I am not going to be body shamed. I am stout and proud. Stout. Say it loud. I'm stout and I'm proud. (laughs) (laughs) It's the single that James Brown never released. (laughs) For those not the nine o'clock news fans out there, there you go. Right, well, we'll start with we'll start with one that isn't food related. Incidentally, I, I actually is it football related? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's actually from Carl Campion, and and we were discussing this at the football the other night. Carl Campion said the size of shin pads the Lewis and Czech for Dadzi wear them. Yeah. Now we were we were sort of like looking at a few of these players. They're so, they're not even wearing socks by the looks of things. It's kind of like do you remember Steve Claridge? Everyone used to have a go at Steve Claridge. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was the original inventor of the I shall not pull my socks up and I shall put cardboard in my 
my socks. Yeah, that <laughs> was him. That was him. Yeah. But yeah, what is what is the deal with shin pads these days? Now I haven't worn shin pads since I was at school, and we were trying to explain to Louis that they were sort of the sort of thing you had to put your leg in and then put these bone things in them at the front. That's the last time mm. I wore shin pads. You know, you put those well, sort of thin strips in to protect you. What's happened? Is it the shoes are getting light? The boots are getting lighter? And weirdly enough, I I. Uh... I saw some the other day, which are actually socks with guards in them. So you actually put the socks on, you pull them up so far, and then you put the football socks over those. It's almost like a rubberized sort of foamy bit of the front of the sock, which is now cl- and uh, allegedly because it, the packaging had Premier League badges and God knows whatever of it. That's that's now a shin pad. Whereas I wore a shin pad, it had ankle guards, it was velcroed round. That was it. I couldn't walk in them. <laughs> that was it. Took it out yeah. to get them on. That's it. But that's... So yeah, no, completely completely gone the other way, haven't they? They're, they're, the smaller the better, it seems now. Jack Grealish, basically, whenever he comes off and plays, he takes something out which is which looks roughly like, oh, I don't know, the size, width and, uh, and, and tensile strength of, of a credit card. And you go, well, it would be, you know, those defenders would have to be really accurate to kind of make some kind of impact on that tiny little area across your shins. And bearing in mind, let's face it, 100% of Jack Grealish is entirely kickable. Um, I think that's underplaying, <laughs> underplaying the threat strength, personally. No what you're, say- on there. you're saying he should be wrapped in bubble wrap as he plays. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> All, all I'm saying is, if if there's one of the players in this country who is, you know, kind of like... Well... <laughs> no, it's, it's Jack Grealish. He was, certainly when he was at Aston Villa, the most fouled player in the country. Um, mm. I'm not sure if he's, if he's still the same thing at Man City because Pep will insist on him actually playing football and stuff. And there's so many players you want to kick in the Man City team if you're trying to negate them. But when he was at Villa, he was, you know, absolutely kind of hit him. And if you do that, then Villa will stop. So you would think that he would have a better idea of protection. In, in my day... It, you had this kind of, it was almost like you put at the bottom of the shin pad, you almost like had this kind of sock thing that you would put your foot in, you know, put your foot in and through, and then it would come out the other side. And around the ankle kind of uh, elements were like these kind of, it was almost like two discuses. It felt yeah. like you got an athletics department and made a shin pad out of the whole thing. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and it was kind of like, and you just thought, I'm, I felt like I was playing hockey or something, you know, in goal. You know, when the when the when the hockey goalies kind of clad up with everything, and they can bet you kind of almost have to lift them to the to the pitch. It would, they would, yeah, they, those is, were impractical. It, but it's now gone too far the other way. Is there any other safety equipment in terms of sports? Maybe not even sports, like just in general, that's got smaller over the years in some way. Because it's not like you walk around a building site now and you see a hard hat. And the, the gentleman is just like wearing it in the middle of his head. I mean, it's still, it still fully covers his head, doesn't it? it, it does. That hasn't shrunk for, no. for whatever reason. No, yeah, I, I just don't, don't I just don't see the necessity because they worked when I was younger. You got kicked in the shins; it didn't hurt generally. Well, I just but now want... I can imagine it's pretty painful, and you can get your pictures on it. You can get take oh, pictures don't, and. Don't even. The I thing is, know. I mean, have shins evolved to be harder and you don't need them anymore in the last 10 years? I don't <laughs> get it. I don't understand yeah. why there's suddenly no necessi- necessity of wearing, but there you go. Apparently apparently that is, and it just it just doesn't look a bit odd, I've got to say. Talking of, of Louis, he says, maybe one for in a few weeks' time. I don't care. I think we can answer this now. In a few weeks' time, we'll be no better prepared to answer whatever no. the question well, it is. Might be, it might be that it's in a, uh, a, you know, a better time period, but it, when, you, when you hear this, you'll, you'll understand. Uh, maybe one for in a few weeks' time, but the best... Best and worst calendar years we've had. Now, I was I was going to actually start with this. I'm going to say it's the same year. 
it's, it's, it's 2019 because there was so much promise in that year. We were really looking as if we were going to be doing something excellent. We looked as though we were going to be going to Europe, perhaps, maybe. We were in the FA Cup final. We got absolutely smashed in that year. And then towards the end of 2019 is when sort of, you know, you know things started petering off and we had uh, Saktik Javi Grazia and uh, we had Craig Dawson playing for us and all sorts of other dullards. And um, for me, that, that was a year that promised so much, but then delivered so little towards the end of it. So I, I would say 2019 is both. That's my take on that. So give us the question, because is Louis after the best one and you've just basically said this was a good bit and a bad bit? Because in which case you've, you've answered none of his question. Well, he said... What's the best and worst calendar years we've had? Ah, and I said twenty nineteen. Oh, okay. I said twenty nineteen. Oh, calendar years. That's that's yeah. that's intriguing. You see, no, I would probably. Yeah, I see what you mean because twenty nineteen. You just said it went all right until we got to the cup final, but it didn't. We didn't win much. We I think we won two games at home from from February onwards. One was the Fulham game I remember before the before the semi final, and there was another one which was was it Huddersfield or something like that. The rest we didn't. Twenty nineteen is is was was actually if you break it down statistically from about February, it was abject nightmare with a cup run. You know, but, even even when we went into that next game into the next uh, the next year, as you say, you know, he's, he's gone after four games and Dawson and other dullards. Which if if that isn't a name <laughs> of a band within half an hour, I'll be very Dawson and the other Dawson and the dullards, yeah. <laughs> No, it's just that there was so much promise. I mean, we, we, were, we were in seventh place in the Premier League or we were edging towards seventh place in the Premier League. We were in a cup final. We had a great team. You had your Delefeos and, and your, your Pereiras and all these other guys, you know, and, and then all of a sudden, right right down and then sort of at the end of that, you know, the next season, it's, it's, it's relegation. So, yeah, for me, 2019 had highs and lows. But is there any particular calendar year that's not been good for Watford or been really good for Watford? 2022 was a fucking shocker, wasn't it? Really? <laughs> We've got many bad ones. I think the best ones are going to be either the whole of 82, the whole of 83. I mean, 82 obviously was the back end of the first promotion season to the top flight, which, which was astonishing. You know, the, the great Ross Jenkins and Luther scoring goals for fun. Fantastic. We got to the end of uh, of that particular season and got up against Wrexham. And then the following Thursday, the FA Youth Cup was won by Watford, including such players as, yes, John Barnes, but also players like Jimmy Gilligan, who is now still you know at the club as the uh, as the, the head technical coach, if you will, at the academy, and some so, some others who then two years later went on to play a huge part in the European tour, which is why 83 was such a, was again, such a, such a, such a big year because the back end of the first Premier League, uh, or sorry, Premier League, first division of old that we started back in 82, finishing runners up and then going into, Luther went off to, to Milan. He didn't sign GT, didn't sign Morris Johnson and George Riley in time for them to play in the, before the quarterfinal of the UEFA Cup. So many of those players from that youth cup, uh, youth cup winning team ended up representing us in Europe and uh, and we we got three rounds in which trust me in those days was one step away from the quarter final they did they did a fantastic job so for me the two calendar years would be 82 or 83 and it's so close and obviously at the end of that 83 year we got to to the first cup final in 84 how, how old were you then peter just remind me I, I i was somewhere between 12 and 14 between 82 and the back end of 83 and 84 so there yeah. you go carlos can you think of any Absolutely high years or any low years? I mean, the, the the low 2022 was a shocker. Glad that one was over. I, I think in terms of high, probably in and around when Zola came in, I just think that the football was brilliant. 
there was just a buzz around the club. You know, everything was still new then in terms of the ownership that had come in. Yeah, it just felt different then. So I, I would say 2015, top of my head, around there. That was when it was uh, it, it was good. We didn't really succeed in anything, but I, I just felt the buzz around the club was was good and the football we were playing was was exceptional under Zola. Now, do you want a food one or do you want to carry on with... Uh... Come on then. Come on, let's open the buffet. Let's open let's the buffet. It. Okay, we'll start. Well, we'll start the buffet with Wendover Horn, a man that I see oh, buying food on concourses far too often. Now, it's a very simple question: uh, cheese on toast with red or brown sauce. Now, firstly, no. it's ketchup, no. not brown no. sauce. Yeah, yeah. Neither. No, that's what I'm saying. Who has sauce on, on cheese on toast? Neither. Worcester Tabas- sauce. Tabasco. Oh, Worcester sauce oh. or Tabasco? Yeah. It's <clears throat> so wrong with Greg. That explains a lot about that man. <laughs> Peter, I, I was I was going to call Worcester sauce, but I would still have I would still have, and I can call it yeah, red sauce. You can call it red sauce. Brown sauce is sausages. Red sauce is, uh, <laughs> it, it is I don't know if it's... bacon and eggs and other other kind of you know universal breakfast items. Unless you're my son, in which case you're a fucking idiot and you have mayonnaise with everything. Oh good lord, yeah, that's good wrong. Lord. That I saw. Who is it? Who comes? Oh, I will tell you who it is. Becky and Becky and Danny. Danny, right? Becky, what a wrong and she is. She has you mayonnaise. Better, you better qualify that. No, no, she is. I'll, I'll stand. Say, can I just say, they are both yeah. currently probably round the pool in Portugal as this gets released. Yeah. Danny, Danny, kind of, if you want to be violent, I can understand. Just calm down, <laughs> drink another beer and, you know, just have a dip. Carry on. What's wrong with Becky and why is she a wrong one? She's a wrong one because she she has mayonnaise on Chinese and Indian food. Oh, what Lord. the actual... Really? <laughs> really? He's actually... He's gone. He's back. No, I'm in. I'm back. Sorry, I'm, so... I'm so apoplectic about mayonnaise with Chinese. It just threw me. That's yeah. wrong. No, that's not good, is it? That's no. that can't be good. No. Okay. There you can go, can I just say go on. on the on the spaces last night, we spoke to Danny on Saturday, and he said uh, we're flying out to Portugal. I'm hoping to get to the game. I've already booked somewhere where we can get the game to you know to watch. But we fly in about an hour before. He rang into the spaces last night. I was like, going, wow, he's been in Portugal about three hours, and he's he's freaking here. He went, oh yeah, no, no, we watched the game. We've had some beers. And now we're back, and now I'm calling you. This is what we need to do. And it was like taking care of business. Becky has mayonnaise on Chinese. She has mayonnaise on everything. She's a wrong one. I stand by it. Mm, no, well, I, I, yeah, I'm not sure that even if I don't eat Chinese, I don't think they go, do they? Oh, yeah, because obviously you're uh, anti-Chinese, aren't you? Uh, not well, the, not please, the big, good we, people of China. Yeah, Sorry, I think I we need to qualify that. that as well. We need to qualify that Could you well, think very carefully before, <laughs> before you yeah. say things? Thank you. Did you hear the spaces last The demographic we've offended this week. Yeah, just China. That's okay. China. It's only a small place. Did you catch the spaces last night, Carlos? I did. You did? Okay, so you will understand this reference then. This comes from... From Andrew Carberry, who says, "What's best for carbs? Carbs, yeah, carbs, carbs, carbs. carbs. food, carbs. Well done, we done. Well, oh, well, no, there will be more food. Uh, what's best for grinding on a Tuesday night after a Watford win? <laughs> a pestle and mortar, an angle grinder, or a cordless rotary tool? <laughs> God I bless. Mean, they all sound very painful. Yes." Yeah, sound God, physically painful. God, God bless Brett. I mean, he was he was on one last night when he came out. He'd that, um, he'd, ha- he'd, I think he'd I think he'd had a few. I don't know. I could be wrong. <laughs> he's done something. I'm not sure what it was. Bang mm. on the head. I'm not sure. But well, so. I, I've I've been very fortunate to spend some one on one time with Brett, and you know he's a, he's a lovely chap. But he does like a drink. <laughs> 
he's a musician. He's a drummer. Of course he does. He's a drummer. Of course he we does. Don't, yeah. We don't need to qualify that any more than that. Okay. Back to he's football. He's not a musician. He's a drummer. He's a drummer. Yeah, 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 <laughs> otherwise, yeah. otherwise, Brett will he kick would, off. And he he go, would completely oh, agree with you. In the club. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. He, you he would completely agree with that. Yeah. He'd have no issue with that one. He would have no issue with that. Okay, back I, to the I football. Would suggest, oh. I would suggest Tuesday night grinding. Uh, if it's Brett <laughs> and he's in his inebriated state, pestle and mortar. He can only do limited amounts of damage. Yeah. I definitely don't want him to have anything that involves the word ankle grinder at that particular point of view. <laughs> no. The damage could be vast. Yeah. What was the other one? Uh, it was to do a with a rotary, rotary, a rotary something, wasn't it? A, a ro- yeah. Anything with the word rotary doesn't sound good. <laughs> Leave that well alone. A, a cordless rotary tool, whatever that no, might be. Not good. Cordless. <laughs> I love the qualification <laughs> of cordless for some reason. Yeah, it's no, no, it's not plugged in. <laughs> yeah. 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 Keep him away from electricity and any form of powered tools is my suggestion with, uh, with, with Brett most of the time. Absolutely. I reckon that's probably one of the most random ones we've had. Calls or questions? Quite, qu- questions. Yeah, yeah it does reference there. the space. You may have to go back to the space you, you and listen. To, listen to the no, space. No, no, I've, I've, yeah, I, I, I do remember it, yeah. Yeah, it was, <laughs> even as he was saying it, I was like, oh, God, please don't go. He's gone further. Don't go further than that. Oh, he has. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The next question goes back to football from Hornet49 or Horn490 on X, formerly Twitter. Where do we need to spend the 20 million in January that Ishmael didn't want in the summer? Yeah. What a question that is. It is a good question. And I feel this is your territory, Peter. Oh, right. Oh, okay. So you're throwing me into this one, are you? Yeah. So how much, one how much four, that's the 142 that's just gone over you there, Peter. I don't know if you saw it. <laughs> <laughs> when does the 142 go to, Carl? I'm not sure. No, you don't know. Stanmore. Right, okay. um, Stanmore. Stanmore. <laughs> yeah. I'll take your word for it. Uh, 20 million, he says. So uh, where does where do we need to spend the 20 million in January that Ishmael didn't want in the summer? Oh, this is a good question. This is a good I question. Would say, I would say better stew. Oh man, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if 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 um, playing budget goes on things like stewarding, then yes, yeah. I agree with you there. Yeah, I I would suggest that whilst Ryevich might come good at the moment, we're seeing bio play, and we know what what we think of bio and his association to a certain to a certain agent. The fact that his 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 fee was inflated from one day to another. Yep, we understand why, etc. But it, it, it still feels like overpaid. So I think somebody who's upfront, who is genuinely threatening, would be the uh, would be the requirement. Somebody who is big enough to go and play proper Val ball to let us go a little bit more directly as an option. Because Val, before he came to us, didn't play you know kind of softly, softly ball, build up slowly, you know, 
ball all the way through. He played quick. He played the ball forward, and then we kind of ran in and, and kind of would, would pick up the second ball. But you'd have a forward there who was commanding enough to, to really you know try and win as much of that ball as he could. Ryevich, it is simply not his game. He's only coming alive in the box, if that. He's not really kind of uh, part of the build-up. So I would have somebody along the lines of, I mean, he is injured currently, Daryl DK at, uh, at West Brom. That was who he had at Barnsley, and he took him to West Brom. And I think there are a number of players that we could have in in and of that kind of area. But then you'd probably look at it and go, well, why wouldn't you also have another commanding central midfield area or advanced central midfield area? If we're going to go Livermore's doing all right now, fine. Maybe we want a backup for him. Maybe we want something else in the, in the midfield. But that's that's where I would put it. I wouldn't put it into fullbacks. I wouldn't put it into wingers. I think we've got enough of that. But if we need to, for me, it's the forward line. Vast I've, majority of the most of it. I've got physicality in the middle. I, I completely agree. And I've got just the player for us. Are you ready? Go on in. Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. We'll be back again after the Millwall game. All right, fair enough. Andy Carroll's playing in France. He, got, he, 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 got... scored a, he scored a weldy in the yeah, second mate, division of France. Yeah, but yeah. there you go. He scored a weldy. No, listen, clearly I'm, clearly I'm taking the, the rise there. No, I, I, I agree. I think we, we do need somebody to play a little bit more valuable. But I, I actually want to spin a question onto this. We're going back in time, and I know people are fed up with saying it. Would Troy Deeney fit into Valble would he be the sort of player in his prime that would in his prime that would work in 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 that that setup in his prime absolutely yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, that's why I thought yeah. he doesn't have to be devastating pace but he had when he used to be uh, yeah everybody's seen it he didn't used to be slow you know he would he would be keeping up he would do he would he would do all right his pace wasn't his out and out biggest strength his biggest strength was his strength you know kind of being able to not be knocked off the ball go up and challenge and and be an awkward cuss to, to try to deal with. I, yeah, I think he would have done in those days. Unfortunately, no, he ain't that age anymore, which is a shame. No, no. That, that's it. That's the sort of player we need. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, we're, if we're reinventing people, then we'll also have Ross Jenkins, Luther, uh, we'll have uh, <laughs> Ali definitely uh, delivering from, yeah, and Barton. Etienne Capoue, no. yeah. Okay. We yeah, I mean, that trap, damn you. For me, I think it's it's more intangibles that are, are holding us back. Uh, I think it's just there's, there seems to be a lack of, of, of discipline, as we've seen once again. Another player's been you know not allowed to play because they turned up late. There's there's no real team spirit amongst them. Although that is looking as though it is starting to build slowly. Mm. There's still not um, one any of them that stand out to me as sort of star players. I mean, Martins, you could say Espria, but yeah, and it's it's just for me uncomfortable still. I, I don't I'd feel. Lo- I'd like to move I'd like to move loser on I think yeah, the opportunity I came in January I think he's he's a player that looks very and I know this was covered on the space he's just doesn't look interested I think Greg Greg mentioned it so yeah mid midfield for me I, I think would would need strengthening I don't know there's there's three or four spaces up for grabs in terms of that squad and and the players that because I, I generally don't think he knows his best midfield at the moment. I don't think he knows so his I, best I'd eleven like, still. I yeah, just, just mate, you're does. probably right. There, there's this, there's a few spaces up for grabs for me in in that team. Okay, this next one comes from Paul Fiander Turner. It's not really much of a long question, but it's very very funny. Is it possible to get thrown out of Euro Disney if Watford score and someone bundles Goofy? Asking for a friend, so I 100%. assume, and I would, I would, I'd be well up for that. This is more my area of expertise. Yeah, no, hundred percent. What hundred percent? It's possible to get thrown out. It's completely. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. I think, I think he must be there, and I think he must have been watching the match last night there, and I think he must have bundled Goofy. Or a friend did, more likely. Okay, so back to back to food again. I'm Can I ask a question about Goofy before we move on? Uh, yeah, I think I don't know if we've covered this on the podcast. Probably really not. What, 
<laughs> but it is. Well, we might have done. I don't we know. We talk about so much. Goofy's a dog. Well, he looks like a dog. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. and he wears clothes and and drives a car and goes to work and all that. Yeah, but. Mickey Mickey Mouse's dog is an actual dog. I think you're thinking a little bit too deeply into the world of cartoons, there, Carl. I think it really bothers me. I think you might be. He's, he's, what I, I don't I mean, know what he is. But Family I, I Guy. I need someone to clarify that. Family Guy's got a talking dog and a talking baby. He uh, has Brian. I like Brian. Brian. Yeah. So I think you might be probably giving that a bit too much thought to be honest he's just sat forward for what I've just said there. So which means he's now he's engaged. Well, there's there's going to be some words of wisdom. Would you and yeah. the good people at home like to hear my wife's favourite joke? Oh, okay. yes, please. Yeah. Oh, hang on. I, I might have heard it. Go for it. <laughs> Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse are getting in a, a divorce, and they're in the divorce court. And the judge turns to Minnie Mouse, and uh, sorry, and the judge turns to Mickey Mouse, I should say, and says, "I'm sorry, Mickey. I cannot grant you a divorce on the fact that Minnie has protruding teeth." And he said, I'm not divorcing her because she has protruding teeth. I said she was fucking goofy. (laughs) That's Mrs. Remnant's favourite joke, everybody. Do send your complaints to her. I don't have any problems with that. I would like to uh, hear her tell that one day, actually. Okay. Well, she will. After a couple of bits, she'll have it out, definitely. Okay. Do I act surprised like I've not heard it before, or do I go, oh, no, Peter's already told me that's your favourite joke. What would you prefer? No, trust me. Okay. No, you have to laugh. You have to interested. That will look familiar. <laughs> okay. Uh, another food one, this time with photographs uh, from Gary oh. at Vinyl Music One. Uh, the price of peanut butter. It's a food one. £8.50 for a 470-gram jar is daylight robbery, and he even took a photo of it. There you go. So, I, I mean, I don't think I've ever paid that much for peanut butter. I don't. Right. Really like peanut butter. I do buy it occasionally, and I always get the ATP Morrison's or little equivalent of whatever it might be, and go. There you go. It tastes like peanut It'll butter. Do. It'll uh, do. Can I ask a question? Mm. Yes. When you buy your ATP little or whatever it is peanut butter you buy, and I'm not having a go. I'm not being a brand fascist here. That's fine. Peanut dust. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do you buy smooth or do you buy crunchy peanut butter? You need bits in it. I prefer the crunchy. Yeah. yeah. You've got to have bits. Yeah. In Thank s- you. That is the correct answer. People who eat smooth peanut butter, that is a fa- that, that's that's 3% away from the DNA of wallpaper paste. What's they're the peop- they're people that, they're, Those people don't wear trousers on the bus. That's what I'd say for <laughs> that. What? Yeah. What they're, they're, they're very, they're, and, and they're the same people that also wear goalkeeper shirts as well. Same people that eat smooth right. peanut butter. Okay. Unsavory, unsavory <laughs> This real niche demographic of which... Can, can, I, can I say... Yeah, there's always someone to offend. Can I say something <laughs> that really does ick me? It's all these other companies that get involved now. With There was nothing wrong with peanut butter and the companies that made peanut butter. Now Marmite make oh, peanut yeah. butter. Well, that's two things. I've, like got, that, enough, like I've got enough... Pro- yeah, it's two things. Hmm. Don't mix. Don't mix business peanut and pleasure. butter and marmite in the same jar. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not bizarre. Yeah, yeah. bizarre. No, I've bizarre. seen that. Yeah, and it's hellishly expensive as well. What about yeah. uh, orange juice, smooth or bits? It's. Smooth. I like bits. I like bits. Smooth. Peter doesn't wear trousers on the bus, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I don't, I don't, I don't mind bits, but again, <laughs> I don't, I don't mind bits. I don't mind bits. I, I, I don't mean to kind of basically knock my family at every turn. It just happens. <laughs> If you have orange juice with bits, my yeah. son goes, 
Oh, 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 oh. Right, a lot. Kevin, the teenager. And it, uh, it, it, so it, it, it sort of almost goes to waste. I can have either, but personally, smooth. Right. You go. So you're you're having smooth for a quieter life, is what you're saying? Pretty much. Pretty much. Oh, I Thank see. Thank you, bounties. You've, <laughs> you've bowed. You've bowed before peer pressure and just accepted it. I have absolutely done that. You are a shallow man, Peter. <laughs> shallow, I tell you. You you should stand up for yourself more. No, I can't do that. There, there was a there was a fantastic tweet that I saw somebody put up the other day, and it was um somebody written on it and said uh, I I was asleep in bed and my wife farted so loud she woke herself up. <laughs> Blame you. Hold over, hit me. Said you're disgusting and went back to sleep. He said, "This is what love looks like after 18 years." And I went, "I'm not the only one." Brilliant. <laughs> I. I I have a true story. Fairly recently, actually, my wife woke up in the middle of the night. Allegedly, I, I may have, you know, dro- dropped an atomic bomb under the covers. She woke up and thought the dog had shit in the bedroom. She was searching for a shit. She's here now. She's searching for a shit in the early hours of the morning to, to discover that it wasn't. It was, in fact, me, who was fast asleep, completely unaware is, of what had unfolded. This really isn't the mission statement that we started about, you know, no, no. 30 minutes oh, ago, dear. is it? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Big hello to you FCA members out there. Excellent. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yes. she, was mo- she was most miffed the, the following morning. <laughs> miffed. You know when you wake up and you're just like, how have I upset you? I've been asleep. There's nothing yes. I've said. Yeah. But it was, it was her being tired for wandering around the bedroom at three in the morning. <laughs> Blaming the dog. I love the term <laughs> miffed. I bet she was more than miffed. Okay, let's let's move away from this. Uh, Carry on. Yeah. Carry on. This is going well. <laughs> I'm loath to do another food one. I think what we'll no, do. No, is... no, no. Go for them. Okay. Go for them. Well, there's 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 also another section in a minute, which is random meeting Watford players randomly, which we'll go into. We'll make this the final one. This is from Jason Brewer. Do you dip your toast into your tea? It's criminally underrated. What? No, you can't do that. It's got fucking uh, crunchy peanut butter. butter it's got it. butter and peanut butter and what a jam. Why would you do that? Yeah. I think Jason's on a wind-up here. I think Jason's sitting there thinking, if they say it or people see it on Twitter, there'll be people going away with some toast and some tea, ruining it, and Jason's just going to enjoy that, personally, I think. I, think, I, 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 I never understood the... It's a similar thing. I never understood the milkshake and McDonald's chips, and then I tried it, and I was like, that's a, that's a game-changer. What, dipping the chips in, in the milkshake? milkshake? Yeah. Yeah, so you get the no. chips and you dip... Yes. Game changer. Game changer and you've got greasy fries in your... No, doesn't matter. It's a big, horrible, sugary mess. It's a vanilla milkshake. Vanilla. It has to be vanilla, does it? I've tried chocolate. It's okay. It does okay. But but vanilla milkshake, McDonald's chips, in one, bosh. Lovely. That makes no sense. That makes no sense to me on any level. And let's face it, you know, you're talking to somebody who, along with his son, invented cheese and onion ice cream. At one point, this may have been during the pandemic, we may have been very, very bored at one stage. And we worked out that if you got, like, you know, just normal vanilla ice cream and one of those... um, it's not cheese and onion, is it? It's it's kind of um, what what are the uh, uh, oh crikey Pringles? What are the Pringles? What's the flavour of Pringles? Oh, sour, sour cream, cream and chive. Uh, sour yeah. cream and chive with one of those with some ice cream. This is a Pringles flavour that your wife likes, presumably, because we it do know there's some um, she does. 
Like, yes. <laughs> oh, no, no, that was my that was my brother-in-law's oh, your brother-in-law's other half. Other half. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, she disapproved of crinkle cut Pringles. That was it, crinkle cut. Wish they'd never been invented, which yes. I thought was top heavy, but okay. I know. Yes. Um, it tastes like almost like a cheesecake with a little onion kick. It's amazing. <laughs> Try it. That sounds delicious. Ah, it's great. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I, I I went to there's a there's a garlic farm on the Isle of Wight that this sells. This story can only get better. <laughs> it can only get better. This story. It's been a struggle to live up to that. <laughs> you've you peaked early here. This, this is one. true. This is absolutely. I've been there twice. Yes, there's a garlic farm uh, in the Isle of Wight. That... Oh, back. Hold on, you've gone back. To the garlic <laughs> yeah, I did. Farm. Only because. <laughs> yes, I, did. I wonder if it's as the last yes, time we went. <laughs> 2011 was the last time I went, and they oh. sell all sorts of stuff: garlic wine, you know, anything. That, yeah, anything, with, anything that you can think with garlic, they sell. But the, the the thing that they have in the freezer is garlic ice cream, which is absolutely as disgusting as it sounds. I did buy a tub and I wished I hadn't. Bought I like it. garlic, but not in wine. Yeah, garlic, anything garlic you can and you think like, of. You like wine. I like you drink wine. Lots of it. I do drink lots of wine. I like. <laughs> wine wine's good not garlic not garlic wine. though you know the grape one i quite enjoy um yeah no so uh, great variety yeah but it's no, a, no, ask a question justin go on. when you went back there for the second time yes did they go hey justin long time no see <laughs> no you're probably the only person ever who's offered them repeat business garlic <laughs> did you, did you pull up into white. the car park and there was a space designated there's, for you it's there's said. always space there <laughs> there's always space there <laughs> Look it up. Um, this is a genuine thing. It might be gone now, actually. It might have gone out of business because people are going, do you know what? This garlic, garlic ice cream is fucking terrible. I don't know why they said it's gone out of business. They were going yeah. for 10 years. Only one person turned up twice. <laughs> it's another customer. We've got a sec. Oh, no, it's the same bloke. He's come back again. I've been there twice. It's random. I know. Uh, and if I went to the Isle of Wight again next year, I'd probably go, should we have a garlic farm? And so to- uh, to- today's <laughs> podcast is sponsored by who, Justin? It's the garlic farm in the Isle of Wight. I will look up the address and uh, I'm I might even ask them if we can have some free samples of the ice cream sent over. Uh, that would be lovely. And you can eat them on your day at Trenton Monkey Forest, uh, should you wish. Yeah, so I'm gonna, That's a good idea. I'm going to Google I think we should, collect, we should collect some more prizes and make a complete gift package of it. That's a good idea. Yes, the, the ice cream might be a bit melted by the time. Garlic that. ice cream yeah. could be an issue posting that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I can get you some garlic wine if you like. Is it still open? Let me see. The Garlic Farm Shop and Restaurant. There you go. New Church, Sandown, PO36 ONR on the Isle of Wight. Opens at 9 o'clock tomorrow go. morning, folks. If you want to go, say Justin sent you. you got increasingly louder the more confident you were that it actually existed and wasn't like kind of, you know, football amputees on the pitch where you started to question whether <laughs> I, you were I lying knew, to yourself. I knew I was right. It was you two ganging up on me on that one. Right, anyway. Hi, this is Gifton Noel Williams and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. What's the strangest interaction you've had with a Watford player? Have you had any strange interactions with a Watford player, Carl? I'm trying to think. No, not a Watford player. I, I do remember one that stood out, but it's not a Watford player. Um, oh, Gifton Noel Williams. Oh, there we go. There, you, there you've got you, you've got a hell of a story there. Yeah, Gifton Noel Williams. That's probably the, the the best one. But anybody that hasn't heard it, I'll tell it again. So, uh, long time. Ago, yeah, <laughs> strap in, ladies take, and gentlemen. Take it down. It's, it's, it's <laughs> one that's <laughs> near the Trenton Monkey Forest. It's down. right by Trenton Monkey Forest. It's oh, is it? Very close to it. Yeah, <laughs> like literally, you could walk to it. Very close. Right. I was doing land. I was doing landscape gardening in Stoke on Trent. New builds, and I knocked on this door. And Gifton or Williams opens the door. I'm like, Gifton. I'm a big fan, Watford fan. Blah blah. Boys, we're going to do a great job on this garden. He wanted a tree in the middle of his front garden. No problem. We can do that. Put the tree in. Knock back on the door. Uh, Gifton, it's all done. It looks great. There you go. He comes out and he looks at it and he says, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, it's really good. But have you got any with leaves on? So is it gift is <laughs> it's, it's November. Trees don't come with leaves in November. They they develop them later on in the year. Oh right, right. And I was I was heartbroken that I had to explain to him about how leaves and trees work and photosynthesis. Yeah, the, I shouldn't be going through that. The, the deciduous cycle of a, trees. Yeah. In a windy in a windy November. Yes. yes. So that's probably my weirdest one. Did you really have to explain photosynthesis to <laughs> I, I didn't, but I wanted to put a big word under my... Uh... Generation of, of yeah. oxygen from CO2 <laughs> seems, somewhat, seems somewhat overkill. I knew the GCSE I mean, science was coming about that. I just want a fucking tree with leaves. What are you talking about, oxygenation? <laughs> okay. Uh, Peter, have you, have you had any strange uh, meetings with, with Watford players? Any odd interactions? Steve Harrison told me off once... Um, Oh, really? where, where, where my mum still lives and uh, Steve Harrison lived close by um, I have actually babysat for Steve Harrison well not I've, I've, I've been with my mate who used to babysit for him we, we've got these kind of uh, uh, kind of walls because because where, where we are well, where my mum was um, they had these kind of courts you know so you'd have like a communal area to go in so there was these brick built uh, pieces and somebody had um, very politely written on with a marker pen this is back in the early 80s skins as in skinheads right i wasn't a skinhead i was i like i'm a card carrying kind of uh, uh mod i really like the jam and all of that sort of stuff lovely stuff didn't like skins didn't like having skins written on the wall so i got i basically had a match because i'm i'm what 12 13 maybe so i'm sitting there trying to scratch off the word skins right with with this with this with this match, Steve Harrison drives up. He's got he's got his family in the car, and he stops, opens the car, and basically gives me what are you doing writing on that wall? Because of course, all he's turned up is seeing somebody <laughs> looking at, going at the wall, and I've turned around and gone, you know, kind of with the incredulity that only a twelve year old can have when he's talking to you know your favourite team's left back. I went. It's a match. I'm doing this with a match. And, of course, he's saying, he's looking at it going, I don't care what you're fucking writing it with. It says skins there. <laughs> I would suggest that the 12-year-old mod being differentiated between from that and a 12-year-old skinhead is pretty hard if you are basically a season second tier or first tier uh, left back. <laughs> that's so anyway, fantastic. He went off convinced that I was a vandal. I, I kind of went, right, that's it. I'm going to go and support Arsenal for 12 minutes or something as I got the arse with him and... Uh, Next time we saw each other, it was like, no, no, whatever. Brilliant. Fantastic. Okay, well, we'll start with a story. What about you? Uh, I haven't got anything like that, actually. I was once behind Nick Wright in the queue in Costco, but that that's it. I don't know. Nice. And, I, and I once... Um... I, I've got a random one, but it's not Watford related. Do you, do you remember somebody called Dimitri Kareen? We're going back Ooh. early Hell's Premier Hell's League. Hell's yes. Well done, Peter. Good knowledge. Dimitri Kareen once accused me of shoplifting in the Harlequin. <laughs> He did. Did yeah. he do this on social media, or did he just no, do no, it? No, no, no. This was this, was <laughs> this well was before last week. Media. This this was one of like the the early days when your dad used to give you twenty pound near Christmas to go and buy your mum a Christmas present. And I got highly frustrated with the person behind the counter who was fart arsing around. So I I left the money just there on the uh, just I had the goods. They'd done all the thing, but they were piss arsing around with the till. So I just left the money there. I went, there you go. That's that. So it, and I left the shop and Dimitri, this man, pulled me back and went, oh, you haven't paid, you haven't paid. And I looked at him and I went, are you? And he went, yes, it's me, Dimitri Karin. You have not paid. 
I went, I've paid. The money's on the side. I've paid. Oh, can I get your photo? No. <laughs> Justin, Justin, you are letting the side down. Both Carl and I have been accused of crimes by professional footballers oh, yes. in their prime. Oh, no. And there's you sitting there going, no, this sort of thing hasn't happened. Well, have I told you about when I went to QPR with Alan Stewart? That's the kind of thing that you come out with. Yeah, I know. I know. Ian Stewart, Alan McDonald. Uh, I think. Stewart, it, sorry. I think. It, I think it would. Um, you know, I could probably try and arrange something for next time we record. I might, you know, uh, <laughs> see if I can break into the training ground or something and see if... Uh, yeah, see if Wesley place... Hoot can accuse yeah, you Wesley of something. Hoot. There you go. Wesley Hoot can Excellent. come. Yeah, there we go. Then I've got a story to tell. But this this next one, or this first one, should I say? It's actually the first one. Feels like the next one. This first one. I'm going to start on a strong one here. This is from John Hart. Brace yourselves. Oh. <laughs> I sold condoms to Micah Hyde. It was a Friday afternoon. <laughs> the fuck? Wait, I wasn't expecting that one. No, I know. That's I, I, said, I said I was going to start strong. It was a Friday afternoon and we lost 3-1 the next day. I feel partially responsible. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He sold yeah. condoms. That's yeah. a superb. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's quality. That's a... That's a claim and a half, that is, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, you would actually remember that, I think. Gary uh, says, once served Stevie Palmer paint in home base on St Albans Road. So, I bet he um, didn't pay for it. <laughs> that was what we were expecting. We weren't, we weren't expecting he's here, he's there, he's gone to comb his hair, Micah Hyde, to have been sold prophylactics. But, but <laughs> Stevie, Stevie Palmer? Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, apparently. I like that very much. No, no, apparently so. What else have we got here? I, uh, this is good. This is from Matthew. Uh, he said, I shared a settee with Nicky Wright at M&S in Milton Keynes while our wives were trying on their outfits. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's There's a bond there because you yeah. always get a bond with a man who looks just as fucking miserable as you while you're waiting for them to try clothes on. There's something about that. I, I, I respect another man that will come and sit next to me and share my pain yeah. during the shopping trips. It probably ties in with this one from Tony. Uh, who says, uh, I'm in phones for you in Milton Keynes. I was upgrading my phone. I said to the guy, is that Nick Wright? To which he replied, do you support Watford? I, I do, I said. And the guy went over to Nick Wright and he said he wouldn't serve me. Nick came over, said previous bloke followed the scum and sorted me a good deal. <laughs> so the, the original guy was a Luton fan, wouldn't serve him, but he got Nick Wright to serve him instead, which I think is fantastic. I think that's really, really good. What else have we got here? These are all in a bit of a fun. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, I know, because Nick, Nick Wright is like marketing director or something there. He's, he's, he's doing quite well. Yeah. He is doing well. Sir Hornet says, Lloyd Doyle and I both went to get the same loaf of bread off the shelf in Asda. He was kind enough to say, after you, and take the next one. He's a gentleman, oh, isn't he? What a, a gen- lovely man he is. Yeah. What a lovely man. I saw him in Costco recently, Lloyd Doyle, and the weird thing was, this is going to sound really conceited and, and wrong, but he came over to me and went, hello, how are you doing? I was like, hello, Lloyd, how are you? Um, <laughs> that was really, I, I, there's no way of telling that without sounding like an arse, is there? But, uh, Hell, that, that yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, head swell time. That's what happened. It's what happened. This one comes from Tony underscore Watf 806. Years ago, I went to Furniture Village in Watford with my wife and 10 and 7-year-old boys. Okay, so far so good. The boys headed to where the cookies were but got intercepted by Marlon King. There was one cookie left and Marlon deftly overtook the lads and succeeded in getting it first. There was no sharing. <laughs> Well, you don't mess with you don't mess with Marlon King, do you? you Let's don't. be fair. That's so superb. No. 
Maybe. I like that very much. That's I mean, proper shithousery, isn't it? Well done, Marlon. Absolutely. You can see where he developed that turn of you know, turn of pace on on the yeah. shoulder of the opposition defender. Ball gets played over the top. All he's thinking, really, let's be honest, is cookie in the cookie jar. Oh, the yeah. rest looks after itself, really. Peter Birch said, I played, in brackets, and beat John Barnes at Paul down the supporters club one weekday lunchtime while he was waiting for Callahan to finish on the fruit machine. <laughs> You're going to be long, <laughs> Nigel. I'll have a quick game of pool with this lad while we're waiting here, yeah. I, actually, I did. Actually, I put one in this. I, I now realise I actually put one in this. <laughs> I'm saying, no, oh, you have put I've one got, in this. I'm saying I've got no <laughs> stories. This is where you say, yeah, Lloyd Doyley came up to me in Costco the other day and <laughs> no, said... <laughs> no, it's not that. I, I'll tell it I'll tell it in my own words because the way I wrote it is, is a bit naff. So uh, I was driving... The way down, you wrote it is still your own words. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's, yeah, it's easy to tell it. So I was driving down Dog Kennel Lane in Chorleywood one day. It's quite a narrow little lane yeah uh and you often get sort of caught in sort of minor traffic there where you're pulling in for cars and all the rest of it one day this was taking far too long and i'm sort of doing that thing where you wind the window down and look out and think what the bloody hell's going on couldn't see what was going on so eventually it's sort of beeping going on and all the rest of it so I, i'm a couple of cars go and then it happens again i'm like what the bloody hell's going on and when i finally got to the end i realized that graham taylor was walking his dog and everyone was stopping to talk to him so i i then did the same <laughs> i wound my window down and, hello graham how are you all right yeah yeah, yeah. there's people behind me going, beep, 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 and I'm like, no, fuck off, it's my turn. So, yeah, that that I actually contributed that to that. After sending that tweet, and I've just told you I've got no stories like that, and, of course, I have. Um, but and, then, and then you performed a citizen arrest on you as you were stealing a car, I should hope. You see, if, if it had got that <laughs> yeah, in there, that would have been better. Be there with me and Carl yeah. in terms uh, of the Jeopardy. Yeah. Jeopardy, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, I, wonder, I wonder if Graham Taylor, basically, whenever he was in and around the Watford vicinity, if, if he just thought that that was just normal. I mean, it, it's like the Queen... You know, as they say, the Queen thinks that the smell of the world is fresh paint because yeah. everywhere she goes, <laughs> it's fresh paint. <laughs> everywhere, everywhere Graham went, there were people going, "Hello, Graham, how are you?" No wonder he was a fitness fanatic and run like running because it was the only way he could get any bloody peace. I imagine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Jason Brewer, who I think actually had a, a, a point in the last one, he's back again. Both me and Alberto Penaranda walked into the bathroom and we both made a beeline for the one urinal. He was kind enough to stand back and allow me to use it first. You see. That? <laughs> Oh. What players are gentlemen? He was they? he was always second in the box. Always. <laughs> Here he goes. Here we go. Yeah, he, he, he's very much the uh, you know the the equivalent of Lloyd Doyley at the urinal. Whereas uh, you know you know Lloyd Lloyd's good in the bread bin. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, John Parslow, friend of the uh, podcast, actually has photographic evidence of this one. He was chatting about take that outside a toilet while waiting for the partners, while strenuously pointing out that they were only there because of them. So what he's saying is he was talking to a Watford player and going, oh, we're only here because of our wives, aren't we? It was Porteous. There you go. Yep. He was there with uh, with Ryan Porteous. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Um, I've seen that photo. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yes, I, I did put a little point on the bottom there because I think any tweet that involves the words strenuous and toilet is, you know, it, it <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of DNSY-ish straight yeah. away. Excellent. This one is uh, from Gary. Oh, do we have one from Gary already? Okay, it's another one. Once did tequila with Jay Demerit in Camden Market, Cuban bar, oh, I think. We then bumped into good. him. Yes. That's very good. We that's then, strong. We then bumped into him on bodegas a few months later and he remembered us, so we did some more tequila. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Fantastic, isn't it? That's 
Very good. I remember seeing Poodle once in uh, Lloyd's Bar. Pissed as an arse. He was buying uh, shots for everyone. That that was good. Yeah, that's just taking me back there. Uh, this is Stephen Jarrett. There's actually a couple of Luther ones. This is the first one. Luther drove a private hire car and took us to see Earth, Wind and Fire in his car. What a lovely bloke and a great taxi driver too. So I, I then commented on that. Was this in the month of September by any chance? <laughs> Obviously... And Earth, Wind and well Fire, so. done, sir. Yeah, uh, but that, that's quite good. There is another one here um, where this is even more random about Luther. Where is it? That would be it. odd, wouldn't it? Though you're, you're sitting there going, right, we're going, we're going off on holiday, and uh, right, the taxi's here. Don't worry, and Luther turns up. That would that would spin your head round a bit, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. All right, here's here's one. I don't know if this will make it into the podcast or not. I was asking my neighbour to keep the noise down as the strains of a poor saxophone player came through the wall. It was Luther. He was seeing my neighbour for a while and also learning the sax <laughs> bloody hell that's brilliant that's my favorite one right i've had enough of this saxophone i've had enough of this saxophone bangs on the door oh hello luther i didn't know you were learning the sax <laughs> it's, it's not just that can you imagine going next door and saying i'm you're or talking about it and saying i'm, I'm fed up with the noise of uh, luther's sax through the through the wall you know i mean it's it could sound wrong could, could go wrong it could go yeah, wrong that could luther's go making lots of noise next door yeah at play playing sax oh well <laughs> somebody who the, the first musical instrument i tried to learn was the trumpet and i use the word tried in the couldn't be asked sense of the word, and and basically just kind of made a thrilling amount of noise, which people really hated me for. I was probably about eight or nine, and I decided that a Sunday morning at about seven o'clock, when I'd woken up and the rest of the world was still asleep, was a good time to, to go and practice. Who knew? I no. was oh. I was pol- I was prolific on the recorder. I used to love <laughs> yeah. the recorder. Have you still got it? Yeah. Do you reckon you could knock a tune out? No, like I it? haven't actually. I could, no, That's I haven't. Well, we're going to get no, you no. one then. We're going to get you a recorder, and we're going to see if you can play Z cars on it. There you go. I could play Z cars, no problem. That's go. that's a challenge. Next, next right. When are we going to do this, by? <laughs> well, well, I, I, I need to buy a recorder now. I've been set up here. I need I don't a recorder. Care. That's the way this is the kind of cookie crumbles. Next Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, lovely, lovely. <laughs> We'll work it out somehow. This this might be the last one. Uh, Vic Bates. I stood next to Paul Devlin in B&Q, Bushy Arches, while his then wife or girlfriend had a long discussion about which toilet seat to buy. Oh, that's brilliant. Because <laughs> even Paul Devlin needs a toilet Paul seat. <laughs> Devlin's throne. That's yes. excellent. Oh, there you go. Oh, uh, well, there's another one here from Mick Holiday. Sir Elton shared his cheese sandwich at Rownham Service Station with me on the way to Bournemouth for the promotion clincher in 1978. That's pretty oh, cool. That's, that's pretty that's, cool. That's, that's epic. Pretty good. Uh, you're yeah, going to share a cheese say. sandwich with Elton John. That's special any time, isn't it? So there you go. That was. Um, I think we need more. I think we, we, we we're dying for more information on this because I appreciate you're there and Elton's clearly there. But how how is it you're standing in proximity to 1978 Elton John, who is pretty colossal all around the world? And at what point has Elton whipped out and chosen to have a cheese sandwich? <laughs> it seems it seems somewhat low wattage. Yeah, I mean, the biggest yeah, it would have, it would have been sandwich. a bag of cocaine at the sandwich <laughs> during that sort of. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, the thing is, I think motorways. <laughs> then we were at the services. I was, I was sitting there, and I turned to Elton, who was dressed as Mozart, and I said, <laughs> "Yeah, 
I think I think motorway yeah. service stations have come on a bit since 1978. Now it's all about you know <laughs> Pret a Manger or Pret a Manger, yeah, <laughs> you know all that sort of guff. Greggs. Yeah. In those days, it was steak and kidney pies, cheese sandwiches, and Fanta. And I think Elton probably went, <laughs> "I'll have the cheese sandwich." And someone said, "Can I have some?" There you go. It's fantastic. Yeah. There you go. I'm sure there's other tales. If you have other tales, please let us know. We might squeeze them into another podcast. Hi, this is Jan Mulvey. And you're listening to it. Do not scratch your eyes podcast. This comes from Peter Lee at Sir Hornet. He says, where does legitimate criticism of the club end and hysterical nonsense begin? I have my own thoughts on that. I think personally, uh, a lot of hysterical nonsense comes from the fact that the comms are so bad. And that's that's yeah. my thoughts. And I think if the comms improved, there was a bit of humility. We'd probably go, OK, look, they do, they do get it. They aren't living in uh, an ivory tower. They do understand that we're frustrated and fed up. So we can probably all relax now. But while there's a siege mentality going on with the comms, you think, these guys don't get it. They don't understand. They're not spending money. The players are crap. They're not playing well. And that's where the hysteria comes from, in my opinion. Thank you very much. When you say the comms, are you talking about the comms that actually do come out or the communications that don't emanate out from the top table? Um, both, and, both. And instead are kind of all discharged comms. by uh, other people. All, all comms. comms. All comms, he says. Now, all comms, because the, the, the comms that aren't coming out aren't coming out. And the ones that are coming out are just so far removed and detached from reality the rooms aren't being read I mean it, you know even even so case in point last night we won right you'd have thought we'd won the World Cup with the stuff that's come out today oh there's interviews with Ken and there's in, I mean fair enough right the guy scored a great goal but there's interviews with Ken there's there's this there's let's watch the goal again and then look at this and look at that guys we beat Swansea 1-0 in a, in a, in a, in a Tuesday night game in a second tier of football let's just bring it down let's be let's try and rationalise all of this don't blow out of proportion all the good stuff and don't don't try and hide all the bad stuff. Let's have somewhere in the middle with some humility and then everyone will go, okay, the club get it. Okay, we can relax. I think where that, that is where a lot of that is coming from myself, personally. So it's a question of the balance as much as anything. Yeah, exactly the balance, yeah. Mm-hmm. Carlos? I'm pretty similar to, to Justin. I've got to be honest, I think the club could do a lot more to dampen down things and put stuff in perspective. I don't think social media helps. Um, I, and I know this is social media, but this is... Three guys who essentially would probably say what we're saying if we were stood in the bar talking to each other, having a pint. And mm-hmm. I think that's the kind of the idea. So, you know, there's a lot of people on social media and I'm not digging anyone out that ramp things up and, and, and blow things out of proportion. And it's very, very easy to get hooked on it and, and keep it churning out. And I, and I think sometimes we just have to take a step back. We, we know things aren't perfect at the club, but I think a mix of what Justin's just said in terms of the club opening up a little bit more and dampening down. Yeah, I, I agree with the Ken Semmer stuff. I thought it was brilliant, brilliant goal, but it is like we've just won the league. Um, it's just relentless today. Relentless. Yeah, it has been relentless. Yeah, I, 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 I do, I do concur with that. Peter's got his arms crossed, which means we're in for it now. Here we go. <laughs> no, I was just, I was just sitting back and listening to you. Actually, that was, that was all. No, no, no. It's, I think. Does anybody here remember? And and it got, again, here we, here we go. Old person reference alert. Old person reference alert. Is it the seventies? Yeah, it would be, would be. In the nineteen seventies, the host would have been Barry Took. In the nineteen oh, points of view, yes, and Terry Wogan. And, and at Robinson. some point, when it really lost it, it was Anne Robinson. Yeah. Um, it was um, the BBC's kind of, you know, kind of write us a letter here. Come, come and write and complain to us. And people used to go, I watched this on Wednesday and I'm absolutely thoroughly disgusted. The person uh, before nine o'clock said, fuck, at least twice. And Terry <laughs> Wilkins wouldn't necessarily say that. But it was the kind of thing, you know, the... Uh, the, the, the Mary Whitehouse kind of brigade, shall we say, who wanted to tone down things. And that's fine. I get that. that, that that's fine. However, there's always the answer. Turn the fucking thing off. 
Don't listen mm -hmm. to it. Social media, if you choose not to listen to it, it's exactly like it isn't there. So, I mean, and this was one of the things this last year, we, we, we had a moment where, you know, and I'm, I'm saying those exact words to, you know, as actually piece of advice, don't, don't look at it. It's only, it only upsets you if you go and look at it, you know, whilst, for example, and we're talking about social media here, the, the, the Twitter spaces is somewhere whereby, you know, do we get the balance right? No, of course we don't. Not all the time. You're never going to. You can't actually, I remember somebody once coming on saying, uh, talking about me, that, uh, something I was reading, and I was reading it on social media, but I thought, that's kind of funny, because they turned around and said, oh, oh, that person said this. I would have stopped them before they said that. You know, I thought, how do you stop yeah, somebody see, before yeah. they say something? Minority you report, know, yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah, it's, it's, so it's, kind of, it's kind of hard to judge. It's hard, kind of hard to bounce it. But the overall theme of, of, of the spaces has always tried to be, and it's been you know we've been doing that nonsense for you know the best part of 18 months now plus has been about just just you just listen to other people's views but don't get upset with them in some ways reasonable criticism and whatever the comment sorry i can't remember uh, his phrase there you know kind of over the top hyperbole you know kind yeah, of yeah. Hyper hyperbole yeah. start yeah, yeah. it also starts by you listening to it and you reacting to it we know that this stuff is out there the one thing that everybody can do is control our own reactions to it you know and if we have an overriding sense of disapproval some people will consider that they have to put their hand up and they have to point it out and they have to speak it otherwise they're not speaking their truth and they're not happy about it and i get that that's fair enough yeah but if it upsets you turn it off and that includes us if you know because let, let's face it we don't always agree on everything I've, I've spoken to people who said well are you are you for or are you against the club and we've gone we're both we're absolutely we're all absolutely both but you know what we're three individuals we often don't agree don't agree but it's just a question of saying look let's talk about it what do you think yeah you know yeah. Carl might think something i might think something different the world doesn't end the sky doesn't fall it's just a football club exactly. um let's, let's just enjoy it for what it is you know the the, the best thing about my part Part of this three years that you know you guys have, have you know kind of started off here is the community it's the people that you can kind of talk to be it either digitally or, you know kind of through this medium through um, through twitter through uh, through the spaces and people dialing in or leaving five word you know kind of reviews and making some of that yeah you know, that we're incredibly privileged and, and delighted that people have, have chosen to come and get on board with that that nonsense but also down at the bunker or whenever you see anybody in the in, in the concourse that's that's amazing that's lovely yeah you I can still Used to not bother and not get wound up about the uh, about the other stuff online, and I I, I just heartily advise that. The, the, the original point was, I think maybe I've steered you into that a little bit because the original point was, where does legitimate criticism of the club end and hysterical nonsense begin? So, I mean, the fact is that I suppose it does tie into what you just said there, but there's always going to be people that have just got an agenda that just want to make a noise, and I think we know who we're talking about when we say that. There's four or five people that spring to mind, or you go, yeah, but you're always going to say that you're saying the same thing but in a different way we could do everything right and you'd still have the ump there's, there's lots of people like that I don't think the club hear any of this by the way I'm pretty sure they don't troll all the social media and go oh we're being criticised again if they did they would have changed their comms policy two years ago so I think I, I think you know hysterical or whatever you're entitled to your opinion some will say it's yeah, hysterical absolutely. some will say you're you know being kind it's, yeah. it's, it's all in the eye of the beholder and you know that's that's, that's absolutely it is it is in the eye of the beholder the people who who can choose to go i don't like this and so there are people who have blocked other people on individuals and and people who said uh, and i've been told oh you shouldn't have this or that person on st on spaces by by people who i like yeah. and people who i don't to be quite frank
think or everybody said oh you shouldn't have that person because i disagree with them or because they talk in a way that is uh, problematic or it might inflame things I'm sorry, this is a phone-in, right? This is a phone-in. If I ban somebody and I decided I was going to ban somebody, and by the way, I'm not going to, do you know how long it would take them to go and get another Twitter account and then dial in and then get pulled in? Because we don't screen anybody. We just bring everybody in and say, what would you like to talk about? You know, full stop. And when people have come into that particular arena is not the right word, but but that that, that environment, we haven't had anybody who sat there and kicked off on anything because you're you're trying to hopefully treat people like adults. I'm genuinely interested in what other fans think. Mm. That's fine. If you are listening to to what people are sharing Counting into the social media realm of of especially Twitter because it can be very very combustible. I get that. Then just understand that some some people are doing that, and then their wife will call them in for dinner, and then they'll go off. Um, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's where they get to have their inner rage. It's 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 a different persona that they're sort of living. Other people have different opinions to you. That's yeah. that's, that's it. it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. In Absolutely. terms of in terms of what's valid criticism of the club, we we have an owner who we know owns the club is owed a massive amount of debt that is not hidden anywhere that is there that is a reasonable concern we have a ceo who is the only executive officer he's not just the chief executive officer he's the only executive officer and i and i took the piss out of him when you know when we were at uh, at palachi and i said you know well presumably a board meeting is you just having a thought in your head and he kind of just just smiled because there's two non-executive directors they're advisory they don't have any voting procedures on it so effectively what he decides to do is either what Gino tells him to do or what he thinks if you think that that is a fair and level level of balance for the way your your club is run then fine if you think you'd rather see something more akin to other organizations where there is where there is balance and the owner who is acting as a director is a legal director and therefore has those particular uh, elements that a director has to carry the responsibilities to act on behalf and in the best interest of the entity of the club in this case then you might consider that to be something uh, worthy uh, to talk about there's always stuff to talk about it's a football club it's Watford they're also fucking bonkers most of the time so it is what it is let's think, go along and uh, and hope we can get another win I think I think that's what encapsulates that for me in a way was someone came onto the spaces yesterday and said oh you know fantastic win and you know that's six points now and then but I'm still pot so out by the way and yeah that's it that's yeah, it yeah that's great that, that's, that's it great. in a nutshell you know, you yeah. don't have to be. Oh, I'm going to be Potso in because we've got six points. Absolutely right. right. It's fantastic that we got six points, but yeah, it, I'm still not happy with what's going on at the top. My my favourite bit is when you get a chance to talk to people in in, in a sensible way. Uh, you know, and the spaces is that you know uh, filter to do that and to actually hear people's points of view and go. Well, actually, there's so many people that are like minded and, and and so forth, and there's also a load of people that aren't, and and it doesn't matter. It, it's just we, we're. The, and I've said this before, the, the main thing is we all want what's best for the club. Yeah. Deep down, that's the root of all of us. We all want the best for the club, whoever it is, doesn't matter. And I think once you sort of break it all down, we're, we're all in the same boat. It's just we haven't got to get on. We haven't got when we, we When we started this podcast now three years ago, that was always the thing. It, that was always the, 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 the main reason for, for doing this is to put a different spin on onto supporting this club, not to just toe the line. If it's shit, we'll say it's shit. If it's good, we'll say it's good. 
Um, and that's never changed. And the spaces just enhances that for me now. If this is where we end the podcast, what a brilliant question to end it on because it, it's, Absolutely. you know, it, it really rounds off this, this podcast brilliantly because that's why we started it three years ago. It was like you were saying though, earlier on in the podcast, you said, if I don't know when we started this, that we were going to have a dog that was predicting scores and all the rest of it. In the, in the same way for me, I mean, the, the, the Sheffield Wednesday game on Saturday, I turned up at the bunker and bumped into Gary. Within 10 minutes, I'm talking to Rich W. UFC and his daughter and he's talking to me about cruises he's now gone and booked one since then by the way we've been talking on Telegram since he's going oh you know what sort of cruise should I be looking at he's booked a cruise next person I'm speaking to is a guy that's come from Texas to, to come and watch the game and, and sort us down at the bunker to talk to us then we're talking to someone else I see you Carl talking to, to Wendover on and, yep. and you just and you just think well you know three years ago Sat- Mill- Millwall coming up we've got more Americans turning up yeah I mean I never thought it's that incredible. would happen I never thought we'd go yeah. well well, actually, we'll just sort of build a little sort of pool of people that we kind of... It's really yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, if, if I can jump in there, I also, uh, you know, and I went in to get beers and I and I, I met Jim Cuthbert. Did you? About, Where was I? Uh, you weren't there at you this point. Yeah, no, you um, weren't there at this point. I had, a chat with, had a ch- chat with Jim for uh, a minute. Lovely guy. Uh, and it was really... And he said, no, I haven't called in. I'm going to... You know, it's, it's so, so, you know, first of all, thank you, Jim. I really, really appreciate all the kind words and, uh, and the beer even more. You know, for anybody who's sitting there thinking... It's to this or it's to that. The spaces is for you. We do have people who ring in regularly. God bless them. We you know love them to pieces, and that's fantastic. But it's always great also when we have somebody else who is coming into the community. You don't have to ring in every time. You don't have to ring in every other time. You just ring in when you want to. You'll get to know some of the characters who do. You'll you'll probably know already some of the characters who do. But this is the thing that I love about this thing is that it's it's wholly disruptive. You know, we go on to you know we press start on the spaces, and you have no idea where it's going to go because we don't we've never tried to control it it's always been about what do you want to talk about yes i am in the middle and as you all know i can talk for bloody england but i'm genuinely interested in what i haven't noticed yeah i know (laughs) i'm genuinely interested in what everybody else thinks and and quite often we'll kind of pop a question straight into them that they go oh jesus christ i've got to think about that (laughs) you know it, it doesn't matter but if you think that it's too positive or it's too negative or it's anywhere in between feel free jump on board it's a risk-free environment nobody's going to have a go at you that's never been the point the whole point has always been about what does everybody think is everybody represented as much as we possibly can the five words and the long forms now basically like the last 15 minutes of the spaces where we just go through and the reason i go through and read them is because people have taken the time to do that please never think that it is anything other than completely appreciated as for the, with the questions of tonight it's not a perfect club it never would be i would hate to support a perfect club my worst nightmare would have been support in Manchester United during the Alex Ferguson years. Yeah. I mean, what? Oh, 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 we've won again. What was it? 4 0? No, 3 1. Oh, we conceded, did we? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, never mind. It was a trophy comes, mate. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. not that's not what we're about. Watford fans are not inherently glory chasers. If if they are, they'd be very frustrated. Yeah, frustrated, yeah. Thank you, gents, for starting it and having me on board and um and, and thank you everybody for, for participating. It's a laugh that, at the end of it. That's what it is. It is. That's what it is. It's it's um it you know it's done wonders for me on a personal level. You know, I, I don't want to take this to a dark place, but when I lost my dad in September, the people that got in contact with me through through this, you know, that, that would never have been the case. You yeah. know, they were a mass, massive help. So, yeah, it, it means a lot to me personally. I know it does to, to both of you as well. Um, yeah. and, and, the, and we couldn't have done it with, without you sods listening. 
So yeah, massive thanks. <laughs> just diss the listeners in your finals. <laughs> well, it, I did. It's just me, isn't it? I don't mean any harm by it. You know, the Welsh are up. We've, we, me and the Welsh are back on par now. That's oh, all yeah. sorted. You've made it up with the <laughs> Principality of Wales, have you? Did you yeah, yeah. Did you go in yeah, like a Boris it. Johnson to Liverpool thing? You went contrition. Yes. Cap in hand. Yeah, so I, 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 didn't wore, mean these I wore things. a woolly jumper. Did you? To the, um, they thought yeah, you were sheep and jumped on you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, on, on, on that on that basis of a uh, uh, contrition, where where when we when we played uh, when we played Swansea, we, we recorded the pre match uh, uh, opposition view uh, with Luke from Swanscast, and uh, who's, who's a lovely fella and j- one of the many people who Justin very nice man. admires his voice, great voice, um, lovely voice, lovely voice, yes, Welsh ma- male voice, sweet singing choir man. He is. <laughs> you we kind of we kind of squared squared that away on the Millwall podcast, the the Millwall opposition position view the dog that we have referenced jarvis cocker spaniel did not turn up in time and we yes. threw it across to dan of that millwall podcast on the basis of yeah go on let's throw him under the bus and see how he copes and he did took it in his stride and we said should we dock jarvis points and he went yeah i'm not a big fan of dogs yet N- dock it dock him a point we have we have received acknowledgement from ben um, who is who is Jarvis's owner? PA, no, he's PA. Well, yeah, <laughs> one of the two. Where he has actually come back and he has responded. He said, "Just listen to the opposition Millwall pod. Got to say, you managed to fit my late entry in superbly well. Brilliantly done. Jarvis is nursing a massive hangover today and is currently <laughs> still in bed." I did, however, mention to him his imminent point deduction in the Prediction League. He's not best pleased, but he'll take it on the snout. <laughs> he also pointed out Carl needs all the help he can get. <laughs> there you go. So we'll see what happens. Um, basically, if it, if he wins, or if he wins the, uh, the if he gets the prediction right, two two, he's gone for. He's gone for a Desmond, which also Dan had gone for. Ah, oh, so he's he lost a point, point there. He's lost he a gets point. point. Yeah. He would obviously get. He'd still get the three points for uh, for, for for making the correct prediction. So he's still gonna his his result still counts, but he's still gonna get a point deducted nonetheless. So there we go. I hope he gets a fucking flea jab or something. <laughs> Being quite honestly, sharp pointy thing in his ass for turning yeah, up late like or, that. Or, or his or his wife. He's got a very untrustworthy eyes. That dog. The, the more I the more I stare at his videos, I, I, I hope that his his, about him. his his wife's looking around in the night to see if he's done something on the carpet, and it isn't actually yes. his wife. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that was awkward. Right, let's end that there. I think that seems like a that seems like a point to leave that on. So there we are. That was uh... there, were, there were so many we could have walked away. Oh, from. I know, I know. But, but that didn't one have a good choice too. No, no, it was either that or garlic farms. Uh, but that seems like a lifetime ago we mentioned that. So I don't know quite know how many things you're going to be able to get into the little snippet that you do, Peter, with this because there's lots of pictures <laughs> and images that you're going to have to squeeze in. Garlic well, farms, oh, dog oh, mess, okay. <laughs> <laughs> on doms. <laughs> Condoms. <laughs> Picture of Carl sleeping with his wife just looking at him and the dog going. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Uh, it's always lovely to have your company. Uh, we will see you at the Millwall game on Saturday. I assume this podcast going out before Millwall. Yeah. Of course it is. So we'll we'll see you there. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Use same same time, same place. Unless it's raining, of course, in which case we'll probably be inside rather than outside. But yeah, thank you very much for listening. We'll catch up with you all soon. You owns. You owns. You owns.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.